And at first I was like, I'm not sure if I like this. And then I finished it. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Tim Wick, Nick Glover, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we have a new Geeky Boners episode for you. Not only that, but it is bilingual, three-dimensional, and English. bye yeah, 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 yeah. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Oh, welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Nick Glover. Hey, hey. And Molly Glover. Hola, soy Molly Glover. <laughs> and this, on this, a uh, foreign language version of Geeks Without God, at least for that few seconds. Uh, se puede. <laughs> we are here to talk about some geeky boners in English, I understand. Although maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe Molly's boner is in an entirely different language. Uh, we will find out. Uh, geeky boners, for those of you who have uh, perhaps not listened to our podcast as often as others, is when we take a moment to kind of t- take a step back, look at something that's going on in our lives right now that we're really excited about, that we're engorged with, that, uh, that perhaps uh, could be used to star in a porno movie about whatever geeky thing that we're excited about. Uh, so, Molly... Yes. Uh, why don't you tell us about your uh, turgid boner? All right. So uh, in second grade, I went to Mons Park Academy and I started taking Spanish uh, because everyone at, at that school takes a language starting in kindergarten. Uh, I took Spanish from second grade through 11th grade, at which point I tested out. <clears throat> I was an AP Spanish in 11th grade and I passed the AP test with a four. My teacher said I could take AP Spanish again senior year to try to get a five, which is the highest (laughs) score. And I said, nah, I'm just going to have a free period instead uh, because I was a very overworked, high, strong college prep student. Uh, I love the Spanish language. I love it to distraction. I stopped speaking it after high school because I had enough credits in span in, in a language that I didn't even need to take a language in high in college. I still took one semester of ASL and one semester of ancient Greek because I love languages. <laughs> um, so I am currently aiming at being trilingual. I would say I am trilingual. If uh, the only qualification is, can you make yourself understood to a person who only speaks that language. And when it comes to ASL, I can definitely make myself understood to someone who only speaks ASL. Uh, Maybe not all of the words, but I can fingerspell anything. I don't know the sign for. And for Spanish, I, uh, I was fluent by the time I graduated from high school. I went to Spanish camp several years, but my fluency has waned as I don't have anyone to speak Spanish with. uh, And, and I have, you know, attempted to practice it now and then, but I was offered a Duolingo, super Duolingo, the the paid deal through T-Mobile. So he I decided I, he does have a cape when he's super yeah. Duolingo. The little owl wears a cape. Uh, I think the owl's name is Duo, which is fucking embarrassing. And you'd think he would have any other name. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I started doing Duolingo, which I hadn't. I, I, I had I had done Duolingo about 10 years ago when I, for some reason, decided I was going to try to learn German. Uh, and so when I tried to sign into Duolingo, it was like, you already have an account. It's from 2011. Go back to learning German. And I was like, no, I don't remember. Nine. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Nine, nine, nine. So I started with Spanish. I, I've tested, I tested basically straight into unit seven, which is great. Uh, I've been doing that every day. It's been really fun. Uh, my mom decided, my mom is putting me on her family plan because she pays for it. And so, you know, she's going to pay the money. I'm not going to pay the money. So, but I've, I've really enjoyed getting back to it. It's a language that I, I genuinely love. Uh, and not just because of the, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to explain why I love a language. I love the, I'm very good at the accent. My, it just kind of comes out. I have a different voice when I speak Spanish, which I find very interesting. Uh, my voice gets a little bit lower. Which is weird. Say, so, uh, say, say something in Spanish. Uh, he estudiado español hace 40 años. Sí, pero no, no, no. Soy incorrecto porque uh, he estudiado español para... Soy 44 años. Tengo 44 años y hasta cuando fue 8 años. Sí, cuando... To ooh, oh, my tenses are all over the place. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, I was trying to it's say right. that I, we I don't know what you got wrong. You got eight years old, yeah. and see, that's the thing is like somebody once said to me, if someone came up to you and said, "I am try to go place that have many gasoline," like you would know they're looking for directions to the gas station, sure. even though they didn't say it. Right, right. Right. So like try not to worry too much about, you know, the tenses and when you got it, you know, but uh, I've, I've had a really good time. They definitely uh, they gamify the shit out of it, as Nick pointed out when he looked at Duolingo for about 10 seconds. He was like, this is so gamified. And I'm like, it is, but I do love it. Uh, and so I'm on a I'm on an eight day streak and uh, I, I've really been enjoying it. And also I was learning ASL. Again, recently, I know we talked about that on the show, learning with friend of the show, Claire Alexander, but I, uh, uh, Claire had a really busy summer and needed to take a break. I had a very busy summer and needed to take a break. So we're getting back into our uh, Marco Polo practices now. So I am actively trying to become trilingual. And uh, most of my time during the day is spent learning languages. Do you have anybody that you're practicing speaking Spanish with right now? Uh, no, my sister-in-law is from Mexico, so I know I can talk to her if I need to, but, uh, the, the Duolingo, at least the super Duolingo app actually has you at the level I'm at, has you, uh, speaking and writing and reading Spanish. So there are exercises where it will, uh, have you, you know, pick, pick the correct words to fill in the sentence based on context clues. It will have you, it'll say an English sentence and be like, out of these 15 words, pick the words that make the sentence, uh, which is a little easy for me. And then it'll be like, here's a sentence in Spanish, write what you hear. Mm. Here's a sentence in English, write it in Spanish, or here's a sentence in Spanish, speak it aloud, uh, using the microphone on the phone. So it's, it's been really, that's what I've been doing so far. Um, but I might see if Jenny, my sister-in-law wants to occasionally do Marco Polo's or Zoom calls where we we practice in Spanish. I get really flustered uh, when I'm practicing in person. I'm really good on tests, huh. and I'm re- really good uh, without a human being there to uh, be looking at me. But my autism tends to flare up when I'm trying <laughs> to do somebody. Didn't, didn't you? Um, there's a with the gamification that is in Duolingo. Oh yeah. Uh, isn't there a, a social competitive aspect, and doesn't that 
You yes. should talk about that. Okay, so there's these leaderboards uh, where, like, you start out in the bronze league and then you move on to the silver, gold. Because you get experience for doing so. Yes, and so it's based on your XP. So uh, there was an there was a there was a an award you would get for being number one in your league, any league. But I figured it was going to be easiest to be number one in the first league, the bronze league, right. the beginner league. So I decided that was going to be the one I would be first in to get the, 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 <laughs> the championship thing. And so uh, I was, uh, I like set my sights on Brittany who was in the number one slot. I went after her hard. And then uh, with like an hour to go, Brittany logged on and was like, Oh shit. I got to start making up this, this, uh, these XP. So it was just about getting XP. So for an hour and a half, I basically just sat like at the, on my phone. I was like, Nick, I was like, Nick, I can't talk right now. I got to grind. And I was like, I gotta, I'm like, and at one point I think I said, Oh, this dumb bitch, I've got stories open. And if I do my stories and then I unlock conversation mode, I can do 30 XP in like five minutes. This bitch is probably doing regular lessons. And so like, I was, <laughs> I got very competitive about that. And uh, I did get my my number one medal, which now I don't have to care if I ever get number Aww. one again. It's great. Yeah. Well, congratulations, I guess. Thank you. I hope. está muy largo y muy fuerte. I hope. I mean, are you are you going to try and like do a do a, a Mexico trip or something to to use the the your skills? It's a dream of mine. I've never. Yeah. I have. I have only been to one Spanish speaking country, and it was the Dominican Republic, and we stayed in like a very American resort yeah. where everybody spoke English and nobody. And if you were trying to speak Spanish to them, they kind of got this look on their faces like, oh, honey. Oh, aren't and you cute? Very, very yeah. cute. Yeah. So I I, I definitely <clears throat> want to go. I, I really want to go to Mexico. Um, uh, and not just for the, the tooth replacement I need. <laughs> I have also, also considered going to get my tooth replaced because it's very cheap there. And because, you know, they don't just automatically charge $5,000 for things because they can. <laughs> right. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, Nick. And I'm missing a tooth and she needs to go in. <laughs> Nick, speaking of tooth replacement, which has likely <laughs> nothing to do with your boner, uh, what's your boner? I, um, a couple of weeks before convergence, uh, I bought a 3D printer. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so my every once in a while, Micro Center has a deal uh, where if you are a brand new Micro Center customer and you have a phone number that they don't have in their records or whatever, you can get a coupon to buy a uh, Creality Ender 3 Pro for a hundred bucks. Ooh, that sounds they didn't pretty reasonable. Mollies. And they didn't have Molly's phone number. So I got a coupon to buy a 3D printer for a hundred bucks. I got a coupon um, to buy a 3D printer for a hundred yeah, bucks. <laughs> it's true. Um, and uh, so I have, I have a couple of friends that are super into 3D printing. Yeah. Uh, a friend of the show, uh, Marvel binge buddy, Mark Sherman. Uh, he has a suite of 3D printers. The place where he does IT, uh, our arts college has 3d printing and like resin laser printers and all sorts of fancy shit. And he's a super pro. And so I, um, I have these friends to, you know, run things by and ask questions about and, and bug. And so, uh, in time for convergence, I 3d printed, um, a Albert Palisman staff. For yeah. Molly that Molly was Eda. carrying around. It was very cool. Yeah. Ida from the Owl, Owl House, and then I 3D printed um, Hootie 
from the owl house's face uh-huh. uh, for the door I made to carry around as a costume. And then I, so I've been kind of printing stuff around with, you know, pretty good success. I've had a couple of really frustrating moments. Uh, there's a lot of troubleshooting and it's a very, very fiddly hobby. He bought a bunch of stuff to upgrade his machine and then the upgrades actually made it work worse. Yeah. And so he ended up returning the upgrades and was like, nope, back to basics. Yep. Because like, you know, that's that's the thing about this is like you can spend as much money on it as you oh, want, yeah. but whether or not that actually does anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so um I uh I'm in a pretty good spot now where I can pretty reliably print stuff. Actually at this very moment I have this rainbow filament I bought that is fucking clogging or something. And it's, it's very frustrating, but I haven't sat down and tried to fix it yet, but I, um, <clears throat> I've, I've been, you know, printing handy stuff for the house and, and fun things. Um, I printed these uh, cylinders that fit into one another. It's like five different cylinders and the mid and the, the final smallest one is hollow. So you can put in like money or something. And you can, each one of them has a maze printed on it. Yeah, I saw that. And, you posted that on, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it has three knobs. So you have to kind of twist them together, completing the maze. And then you end up with five things that are collapsed together that you have to kind of undo the maze. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of a puzzle box. Sort of. Yeah. Very yeah. Yep. It puzzle, was so hard. Uh, and so I, I printed one of those in a bunch of different colors for Molly uh, with the idea that, you know, we'd have it then to to give to someone else as a gift or something sometime. Um, but then I started, I just started dipping a toe into, there's a, a website called Tinkercad, like computer-aided drafting CAD, where you can take simple 3D shapes and they have a whole library of 3D shapes that you can scale and move around and put together <clears throat> and then you can output that file as an STL, which is like the, the 3d printer file kind of, and then you can put that into your program to slice it up and turn it into code that your printer runs to print things. So the, the handle door plate on my hoodie door, I actually took a screenshot from the cartoon owl house and I found that, I could take one quarter of this door plate and copy it four times, rotating and twisting it around to make something that was symmetrical uh, top-wise and, and horizontally. And then I took that image and I converted it into another file and I made it into a 3D file and I printed it. So like from scratch, I made a thing. It was wild. And then I made it a physical object in the world to... He did the same thing to make a, a a piece that will get drilled into the wall to hang the hoodie staff. Yeah. Well, I he made, made like, that out of like 13 different shapes. He like yeah. figured them out. He measured what he needed and like put it all together. And it's like a way that my brain does not fucking work. It, like my brain is just like helpless when it comes I, to that kind of spatial reasoning. It's I, really cool I've to got, see it work for him. I've got pretty good spatial relations. I think it's why I'm good at like packing a car for a trip and stuff. But um, yeah, I, uh, so I, I went and spent like 10 bucks on Amazon to buy a set of digital calipers, like the cheapest, whatever home use like ones. 10 bucks. Yeah. And uh, if you don't own calipers, calipers are so much fucking fun. Like you can like I this is uh, sounds so, so nerdy, but it's like 
how thick is the glass of this of this uh pint glass oh i know exactly what that is in like millimeters it's you know 1.2 or whatever like just being able to measure anything is super cool like going out to the car and measuring how deep and how wide the cup holders are so that i could print a cup holder to hold a big water bottle that doesn't fit into the cup holders, something that sits on top and is a much wider uh, diameter circle to, to fit those in. And um, it's, it's been right now. I'm not sure if the boner is the 3d printer or the calipers. If I'm really, <laughs> I'm really it's honest, a, it's a sub boner. The calipers are, are a secondary redundant boner. I mean, I'm assuming um, the calipers are being used to measure the boner, but anyway, let's, let's, yeah, yeah. On. But no, it's uh, it's a super fun hobby, and like it definitely has had some very frustrating moments. But like the introductory price was a hundred bucks, and filament is pretty cheap. Like a kilogram of filament is like seventeen bucks to mm-hmm. twenty twenty, you know, whatever bucks. And that's a lot of print. And and yeah, that how is much a lot can how much can you print with a kilogram of filament? I mean, or or maybe can you can you like estimate for like. Molly's staff for that for the yeah. owl staff. The what, head part, which was about like that. Yeah. yeah. What I'm, what I'm, percentage? I'm gesturing about eight inches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like volume wise, I think the 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 owl Bert is probably like the equivalent volume of maybe like forty ounces of water, maybe. Right? Maybe like a liter total. I have no idea. I'm really I, bad at these sorts I of things. I think games. that's about right. So um I printed so that, the hoodie face and the and her Albert and a whole slew of other stuff with abundant failures where I had to scrap or, or material mm-hmm. got wasted. And I still haven't finished that roll because the roll is down so far. I'm hesitant to use it to start something because it might run out in the middle. And I don't have, because the printer is so cheap, it doesn't have a filament sensor to automatically stop mm. when it runs out. That's something you can, you can build in if you want, but yeah. Um, so uh, uh, a substantial amount, right? Like yeah. um, a friend of the show, previous recent guest, uh, Mike D it does 3d printing. He printed this big, huge skull dice tower that you, you throw dice in the yeah. eyes and they come out the mouth. That was something he did for the, the charitable uh, drive yeah. he did for his, yeah. his brother-in-law. Yep. Yeah. So I think that skull was like a quarter of a roll of filament or something. And it was like pretty substantially large, like bigger than a life-size mm-hmm. you know, skull. Um, so it, it's, it's weird because like when you're printing things, it measures in, in distance, in length of filament as it pushes it through and extrudes it. But when you buy filament, <laughs> you're buying it by weight. So like, yeah, there's not really like, it doesn't directly translate all the time. Like yeah, yeah. there are some places that sell it by length, but it's more expensive and fancy to do it that way. And, and all that. So, yeah, yeah. I don't definitely, know. Definitely I, um, better by length. So, so a kilogram, and I mean, it sounds really interesting, and that's why I'm asking questions. A kilogram, yeah, you yeah. said about 17 bucks. Yeah. And you got for, like, for like two months of entertainment out of that first kilogram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah for, for sure. sure. And Especially if you like, um, this is going to sound, this is going to sound pejorative, but I don't mean it that way. Especially if you like watching like 
things happen slowly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you, if you like, I don't mean like watching paint dry, but you know, kind of like, I don't know, kinda, I guess kind of like a football game. Yeah. Not a lot happens, right? Like it's right. not really a very like crazy, well, but a lot is happening if you care about and, what's happening. And so, so much of the printing is like, if you want to print something big and fancy, it takes a lot of time, maybe like 12 hours, 24 hours, you know, whatever. Parts. Right. But like, there's a risk reward act, uh, aspect too, because like, if your printer is going to fail after 10 hours of printing and you're 10 hours into a 12 hour print, you're basically going to have to start over from scratch. Right. If it fails. And I mean, there's some very unique circumstances where that isn't true, but that is definitely the exception and not the rule. So a, a part of doing in this, what I've done is uh, I have a little raspberry Pi uh, portable mm-hmm. computer or a small little computer that I've had for other home automation stuff. And I installed something on it called Octoprint, uh, which I hooked a web camera up to, and then it actually hooks up to the USB on my 3d printer. And so I can watch the camera that's mounted on my printer to monitor my prints from my phone or from, from even outside the house. And I can actually kick off prints and cancel prints from from my phone or from another computer remotely. So if you see something's like, "Up, oh, this is borked," you can just cancel it, so you're not wasting yeah. time. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly, exactly. And then um, there's even like a there are a whole bunch of plugins and stuff for that that are really neat that I haven't dug too far into. But uh, one of them that was recommended to me will actually send the video out to the cloud that analyzes it and tries to use AI to detect failures and notify you if there's failures without you having to keep an eye on it. And without paying for their service, you get a hundred hours of AI monitoring a month for free, which is super neat. And a couple of times it's been like, ah, I think there's a problem, sir. And sure enough, there, you know, well, there was a problem, but another time it was a false alarm, but, um, and it's set up in my office so I can kind of do this in the background while I work because there's a lot of like, okay, I push a button and now I wait 20 minutes and see if it fails or not. And then I can kind of go back to work and come back and check on it or just look over my desk at it. And um, yeah, it's been super fun and mm-hmm. I can print boners with my boner. <laughs> replicating perpetual <laughs> infinite boner yeah, gray goo yeah. machine. It's a boner machine. Tim. Hello. What's your boner like? And please be specific about yeah. its length, girth, and weight. Don't well, get up uh, <laughs> my boner, my boner doesn't weigh anything because it's available on the internet. Uh, oh, it is, boy. it is. Uh, I believe at this point, thirteen seasons long. Oh uh, no, that's it, very long. Yeah, it is. It is Taskmaster, hey. which uh, which we have been watching. Uh, Pat, Alex, and myself have been watching at night. Uh, for the last, I think, couple of months, we we started with season one. We are currently on season eleven. Does this mean you you've completed your Star Trek: The Next Generation rewatch? Uh, no, we took a break. Nice. <laughs> to switch we to Taskmaster a, is a very good we, choice. We okay, took a break excellent. and we we decided to switch to Taskmaster and it was like it was going to be for like one night. We were all kind of like, let's 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 check this out, and then we just we have been oh, yeah. mainlining it's, it because it's, it's hilarious. Oh it's, yeah. It yeah. is it is fascinating and hilarious. Um tell the audience what it is in case yeah. they don't know. If you haven't if you haven't uh watched it, it is available on YouTube by the way. So uh easy to find. Uh Taskmaster is a series where the Taskmaster whose name is Greg 
uh, and his assistant, little Alex Horn, hand little out Alex Horn. little Alex Horn hand out <laughs> tasks to a group of five comedians per season. They are always the same comedians. The tasks are wildly varied. Uh, some of them involve creating uh, a short video with very specific <laughs> rules. Some of them involve getting an object from one location to another with very specific rules on how it cannot be done. Uh, find the most ducks. Find the most ducks. <laughs> yeah. is, um, you know, may, you have 20 minutes to get this item to travel the farthest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it cannot ever be removed from this item to which it is attached. Yeah. Um, and uh, so... Part of the entertainment is in the tasks, but part of the entertainment is watching not only when somebody comes up with the most brilliant of solutions to the problem that has been presented to them, but also when somebody comes up with the most idiotic response to what to what they're being told to do. Or when they fundamentally misunderstand the task in a way that you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, (laughs) there's there's uh, a season seven or eight and there's there's a great one where. All they have to do is get a basketball into a hoop. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's there's some very specific instructions on how how to make it more difficult than just throwing the basketball into the hoop. Yeah. And and they show one of the comedians getting it into the hoop on his first try. <laughs> and he's like standing up and the audience is cheering and they are going absolutely nuts. And then Alex Horn says would you like to see his other tries? <laughs> <laughs> and it um, turned out like, that was like his 65th attempt to make oh, wow. this thing happen. Uh, I, and, I, yeah, I love this show very much. Yeah. And I think that, so something I didn't realize until recently is they record all of the tasks on what appears to be like one day. Yeah. It, and every, every uh, person who's has participating yeah. has to, they have an outfit that they're supposed to wear. Yeah. And they wear for everyone. There's one season uh, that teaches one of the cardinal rules of, uh, of Taskmaster, which is wear a dance belt. Yes. yes, we've seen that one. Yes. That's Wang. With, the, with Wang in, the, in yeah. the Bruce Lee costume. In the Bruce Lee costume, and he did not think for a moment about what... <laughs> That was the that was the season where I realized that they aren't just dressing in the same thing. They actually that is all it's all been filmed in, I I believe, one day. Well, it has to Uh, be because you think if it had been filmed over multiple days, he would have worn a dance belt by. Right. Or 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 at least like they would. It's You can tell when they're more tired. Yeah. Like you can tell when a task has happened at the end of the day. It's amazing. Um, it, it, and I, it is hard to explain all of these tasks because virtually every single one, you're just like, what fucking insane genius thought this up? Alex Horn. Uh, yeah. Alex Horn, who is the, the sidekick in this show and basically the, the punching dummy for, for Greg, the taskmaster is actually the person who, who conceived the show and who, with I'm assuming a team of writers, comes up with the the various challenges. I've yeah. even gone so far as to look up the Taskmaster House on Google Earth, and uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, and uh, and was disappointed in 2020. We were going to be traveling to England 
Uh, and I had not right. yet watched Taskmaster, but now we're trying to figure out when we're going to make that trip since it, we missed out on it. But part of that trip yeah. is going to be finding the Taskmaster house now because I just I, I need I need to see it. It is um, there's there's this moment in every show where I bust out in a belly laugh and I cannot control myself because of mm-hmm. something one of these people do. Um, it, it is. It is really one of the best things out there for, I mean, from a, I've always, I've talked about how like in the pandemic, I just, I don't get into, into sad shit and and depressing and dramatic. I just, I don't fucking want it right now. And Taskmaster is the perfect balm for, for that kind of thing. It is, it is nothing but funny. The first episode of Taskmaster I ever saw was the American version that lasted one season. Yeah. That has Funches. Reggie Watts. Reggie Watts. Ron Funches is one of the contestants. Yes. Okay. Yes. Reggie Watts is the taskmaster and Alex Horn is Alex is the <laughs> Alex Horn role in that one as well. It just doesn't work. It just it's it, just not uh, because here's why. Reggie Watts isn't seen as like some kind of authority imposing. or imposing figure where i feel like greg is oh yeah you yeah. know like sure. but he's culture. a giant yeah. man he's like six foot four and he's enormous and also it seems six foot like that's all it seems yeah not it's not minnesota <laughs> tall but it seems it's english tall but yeah. it seems like his uh his his demeanor is more taciturn yeah yeah reggie watts is someone that i am like oh wow that guy's mad what a stern <laughs> guy yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, uh, and the funny thing is, uh, shortly before Convergence, a uh, friend of the show, Lee Harris, said, Hey, Tim, I've been thinking for, for next year's Convergence that we really need to do a Convergence Taskmaster. And yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. like in the middle of watching the show, and I'm like, oh, yes. Yes, yes we do. Yes, um, please. Yeah, so, I, I, we've talked about doing it for Ville, too, because oh, I think yeah. we and it would require a lot of pre-filming, similar as it would for Convergence. Yeah. You know, it would be a lot of filming things. Uh, which would be tricky with Lee uh, being yeah, uh, in but, England, but but well, but the thing is, we can do the show at Convergence, and I mm-hmm. can set up the the contestants in America, and we can come up with the challenges and do the filming and yeah, editing. Yeah, Alex Horn. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So so absolutely. so we we're we're in the process of checking with like the Convergence video department to see if they're willing to help us set up the the video and all that stuff because obviously it's not something we can do alone. But I feel Here's like there's going to be a lot of interest so, in it. Something awesome. I don't know a lot about is that the sort of thing where because I mean it's a UK show, so I don't know if our our US parody laws apply to it like is that the kind of thing where we need to check mm-hmm. in because like i know uh, lee did the i'm sorry i haven't a clue uh but i feel like if we're not making any money from it it shouldn't matter right I that's think, always kind of been the i think it's fine um and that's certainly something lee and i will talk about if we have yeah. to be very careful about how we title it um yes yes and- it's been really interesting for me it's just, just as a quick aside from work finding like that uh we 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 had a a vague song reference in one of our games we were trying to do as a flavor text joke and legal was like you can't do that unless you have permission from the band to to, to quote their song and it was like really wow and it was like yes we have to pay for that i'm like oh all right all right that sounds like i thought that was parody 
But yeah. that's because we're making money off it. Right. And when you're making money off it, the parody rules apparently are way different. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. And I don't think we're, we're yeah, well, we're clearly not well, making for any Con, money. You're not. It. And for yeah. Ville, we would be. So that's kind of why I asked. Yeah. Just, I, I think, I think it's, it's one of those things that because we're in America, a lot of, a lot of like parody laws do not cross borders so if you're parodying yeah, something yeah. if you're parodying something from england they basically can't do anything except look at you sternly um but if They've we were parodying guys in white wigs going order yeah. order <laughs> so, so anyway uh that is my boner it is a fabulous a nice fabulous show i if you are looking for something that's just gonna make you laugh that's that's all yeah, I can say. Absolutely. It will make you laugh. And I don't want to give away too much because if I start talking about some of these challenges, then you just it it's yeah. just it's 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 great and it is uh it, I'm sorry I waited so long to watch it, I guess is what I will say. <laughs> and, and to that end, I would say if you you don't need to be familiar with any of the British English celebrities or any of like who is on the show, and every now and then they'll make a joke that every now and then they make a joke. And Nick and I look at each other and I'm like, that's probably the name of somebody that everybody in yeah. England knows. Yeah. But yeah. it's pretty rare. Or like, they'll I, make I, a joke about yeah. the show that one of them is on. And you'll be like, I've, I've never watched that show. I yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. But like, but, you know, when the guy from Father Ted is on and they're making Father Ted jokes, like I knew that. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I got that. <laughs> they had the, yeah. the lead actress yeah. from the IT crowd on in season yes. 10. So, you know, yes. I was like, ooh, I know her. Uh, anyway, yep. that's my boner. That's We've it. covered our boners. boners. I That's think we need to boner. move on to our five questions, Ooh, uh, which yes. may or may not have anything to do with boners. That's the thing about five questions. They can be about, the, you you, your know. answers can be boner free and it's fine. You never know. I'm pretty sure these answers are somewhat boner free. Okay. We have five answers from Hedge. Oh, hey. thanks, Hedge. Our good friend, Hedge. All right, Hedge, uh, uh, we're going to do question number one. Nick, you want to do question number one? Yeah. What is a game you've played recently that you really enjoyed? My partner got a copy copy of Project L via Kickstarter, and oh. it's super fun to play with a bonus of super satisfying components. Hmm. Now, I pulled up what Project L is. Project L is a fast-paced, tile-matching brain burner with triple-layer 3D puzzles and acrylic pieces. Challenge your friends to a game of simple design with intricate gameplay that makes a lasting impression. The core of the game lies in using your pieces to complete puzzles, and then uh, the puzzles you complete award you points, and they get even more difficult as you go. So it looks really fun. Yeah, I think I talked about this game at OmegaCon because I did yes. play it at OmegaCon. Um, and I was like, it's I, I, part of it. It's, it's a little bit Tetris um, mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit number nine. Um, yes. Yep. That's what I've heard. So, but the, the, the acrylic pieces are very clicky clacky. They are. They, they are. If you if you like tactile pieces, yeah. If tact if tactile experience is part of your gameplay, uh, it's definitely a good game. Uh, yeah. Question number two, Hedge, uh, who is a scientist, what is a science factor discovery you think is really fucking cool? Cryptococcus neoformans creates giant cells when it's stressed, such as when it's inside a human host, allowing it to both expand genetic diversity and evade the host immune system. The largest of these cells are about 100 microns or one tenth of a millimeter, which is big enough to see with the naked eye. Damn. Cryptococcus neoformans make cells that are big enough to see with the naked eye. That is wild. And kind of gross. It's super gross. Biology is disgusting. Uh, Fucking cool. It's fucking cool. Nick, question number three. 
Biology is the most disgusting of the sciences. <laughs> yes. I think that's, yeah. Uh, question three, where do you get your sense of right and wrong from? Because we know it isn't religion. Young adult fantasy novels and BIPOC activists. Hey. Oh, two good sources. That's I will say young adult fantasy novels. Yeah, young adult fantasy novels, both now and historically, have had a lot of really solid uh, morality tales yeah. and like... Uh, uh oh ju- like social justice themes sure. yeah they do Absolutely. I, i'm just waiting for someone's answer uh to someday for the five questions just to be teen vogue <laughs> because like someday. i mean not bad not someday, bad someday five five great moral lessons you can learn from <laughs> anyway yeah. uh, number four question number four if you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life what would you choose Weed the damn garden, including ah. baby trees. Oh yeah, yeah. That I actually have one. to go do that tomorrow. I got to go whack the the weeds whack. and uh, and and pull them. I don't mind. I don't know personally. I like weeding. Uh, part of it. I read someone recently say it was like uh, uh, making the earth my bitch. And like, <laughs> I can't disagree. I like pulling plants out and being like, "Not today, bitch." <laughs> Welcome to the di- opposable thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> I I really want a robot that would do that. So I, I'm, I'm yeah, it sounds good. One. It sounds good. Nick and question five. What is a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? If you can get your hands on it, rough science, which was an early aughts reality TV show of scientists in the wild. So from the early part of the century, early 2000s, reality TV show of scientists in the wild, rough science. I feel rough like science. right now I'm, I'm feeling like it's some sort of, amazing race with scientists and in and they have to do science experiments and whoever can do the science experiment the best gets to move on to the next science experiment and i don't think that's a show there's got to be some kind of hook right yeah but i i don't know uh he didn't say anything further but uh hedge knows good science yeah yeah so uh if he's telling us we should uh listen to it hedge knows it (laughs) Rough science sounds a little bit sexy. It does. Just a little, speaking of a boners, little bit. Speaking of yeah. boners, yeah. Hedge did answer our questions on 420. Oh. So that's a sexy day. <laughs> that's our five questions. If you would like to answer them, all you got to do is send your answers to five questions. At Geeks Without God, you can spell it. You can use the number. Uh, Nick is just that clever. He was able to figure out how to do it either way. That's how smart he is. If you would like to support us on Patreon, we'll even bump you to the top of the bottom of the Patreon queue. Uh, So so I don't think we have any Patreon supporters currently in our queue. So you could be the first person to be have your questions your answers read on the air if you send it to us right now as you're listening to the episode that's that's all it would take of course if you support us on patreon you can get episodes anywhere from minutes to months early and uh and uh and uh we would love to get your support they are helping us do things like uh, get brand new equipment which we are recording with right now because we are still in a pandemic and uh, I actually uh, am the first member of the Geeks Without Podcast God podcast to have get been bitten by the COVID bug, and, uh, and so I am still quarantining from my good friends, so that if they get it, they will not get it from me. We believe in you. We believe you'll get a negative test. <laughs> and once I've had two negative tests, uh, we will we will associate with one another once again. 
Uh, in any case, thanks so much for listening. Everyone take care of yourselves. Uh, we've been Geeks Without God, and we will be back with you next week. Goodbye. Tots and pears. <laughs> Please make your way to the stage for the final task of the show. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging at geekswithoutgod.com. You can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod, and you can even like us on Facebook. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. And I was about to say, we only actually have three sets of, of answers. <laughs>